0: As
1: the crow flies on the Vance Crow podcast. Jason Bakken, welcome to the podcast. What's up, dude? You, uh, you're running strange donuts amidst the coronavirus pandemic. You have kept your full-time workers going and, uh, man, you're running around like a crazy person. How are things out on the streets of St. Louis? Good. The streets are, I mean, it's easy to get around, dude. The, uh, it's fine. It's,
0: it's funny, man. Seeing like, you know, everybody gloved up or where they go or masked up. It's like, it's weird to see people not, or like not care. You know what I mean? And, um, but it's definitely like, uh, there's people that I'll say this, dude. I thought for a while, right. That, um, I kind of grew cynical. Like I'm like, man, people just want. You know, they say that they want workers to make high wages. They want food cheap. They want now. They want quick, and they want it. Um, you know, the best ingredients. And I like, kind of like, grew cynical with that. But then, like, I've seen like an outpouring from the community. That I'm like, man, people just they care, and it's it's really, I mean, been like a real benefit of this, like a kind of a silver lining where I've seen like, man, people um, want to support you know the restaurant community I don't know, we so do
1: for people that don't know you've been on the podcast a couple of times but for people that don't know you run a donut shop in the st louis area actually a bunch of different franchises and somehow instead of just shutting it down like many other restaurants did you've kept it going what are you doing like what how are you keeping this whole enterprise up and running Right. So we,
0: we, we have an online store where you can buy merchandise and gift cards and all that. And if your listeners want to do that, I'd appreciate it. But the, uh, we, we switched up on the fly. The, the, um, I don't know, we move pretty quick and unorthodox, right? And we stay like real lean and, um, to where we're able to adjust pretty quick to almost anything. And, um, the, uh, our model is kind of built for this, you know, that you grab your stuff, you go, you don't touch anything, you point at what you want. There's like, you know, a lot of verbal interaction, but there's very little interaction with the customer. But the, um, a couple of weeks ago when the NBA announced that they were canceling the season, I was like, oh shit, like this is gonna have some spillover. So I got on my phone real quick. I just did like, a, I was like, I posted a picture of my Venmo, right? My QR code. And then I just said, like, hey, our stores are slow and they're gonna be slow. If anybody wants to Venmo me 25 bucks, I'll bring you donuts anywhere in the St. Louis area. And in five minutes, I got 71 orders. Holy geez, man. Yeah, dude. That is and some social
1: like, capital you had built up. Dude, I
0: couldn't turn it off quick enough. And I seriously, man, I was like overwhelmed. Like everywhere I went, people were like, keep going, dude. Be safe. You know, like it was it was awesome. And then people from like somebody from Japan, somebody from Canada somebody from new zealand like just sent money saying like hey dude we love you love what you're doing and the uh when i was delivering the donuts i was telling i would tell stories right i'd like just get on instagram live tell stories and um i don't know so like that went it was like drinking from a fire hose but we um so i was like okay dial it back and figure out how to do this better and so we turned our merchandise store into a way to order donuts so you can order a dozen donuts and then we've like every day we add something new or something different where we're like you know i pull up to your house with beer and cocktails you know what i mean like literally like canned cocktails and stuff from a local brewery here and i'm like you know would you like to add on any of these things to your purchase right so we're like slanging booze and uh there's a chip company here called red hot ripplets so you can buy a case of red hot ripplets we're doing something, we just every day I try to add stuff on to like from my friends that own businesses that can't have contact or had to close, so I'm like buying stuff from them so I can sell it and still keep their name out in front of people,
1: man. That's uh, it's huge. And the fact that you have had the tenacity to keep going, are you afraid at all? Like, uh, are you wearing a mask? Are you concerned about getting corona? <clears throat> I I definitely am, like, taking
0: precautions, right? One of my friends who owns a brewery, they started – they stopped brewing beer, and they're only making hand sanitizer now, right? So they're selling, like – Who's that? Give them a shout-out. It's called Four Four Hands Brewery, and they're awesome people, and they do so much stuff in the community. And, like, the first sniff of it, dude, they stopped. So they have a distillery also where they make, you know, spirits. And they just stopped, and they started making hand sanitizer. And um, he told me, I don't know if he wants anybody know this. I, I don't. I don't think you'd care, but like he shipped like forty thousand dollars worth of hand sanitizer like within the first couple days, and it's awesome that like you know hand sanitizer sold out anyway everywhere, and so he was able to kind of fill a gap, provide a service, and keep his people working. So that was awesome. So I have like a gallon of that in my car. I use it all the time i have poly gloves that i wear and i change constantly i don't wear a mask i happen to find some n95 masks like a big sleeve of them in my garage i bought that's kind of a long story but i bought out like a 12 stores of paint supplies they consolidated and sold to this big company called pbg and i bought all the inventory and in this inventory was like a bunch of n95 masks and i was like man i think i have a bunch of those so whatever. I kept a couple for my family. I gave the rest, you know, I donated them. Yeah.
1: yeah we but. had a bunch of masks cause, uh, Annie is just, she's just super forward thinking and she did like five years ago and we went downstairs and we were like, we have so many here. There's just no way that it's better for them to be down here than it is for some nurse yeah. or doctor to have them because we're going to need nurses and doctors at some point. So right. get these things out the door.
0: Yeah. Dude, there was like, there was like, I can't remember, there was like another, so we have some operations in Illinois also. And the governor of Illinois announced a lockdown before they did Missouri. And when that happened, I was like, oh wow. I went next door to the grocery store and I bought food for my employees and like, you know, rice and beans and tuna and stuff to just keep at the store in case my staff needed stuff. I bought like, But that was the first real, like, I felt a little sense of panic, you know, when I went into the grocery store, I was like, you know, buy everything. And like, I think we talked that day. I think we talked that night. Yeah, dude. I was like, all right, dude, take a breath. Like, I don't know. There's, so my wife is Venezuelan, right? I spent a lot of time in Venezuela. I went to school in China, right? So I've like, it's crazy that at least now, and I feel like we're pretty fortunate to be where we are, right? That, like, the the beef might be sold out today, but there will be more beef tomorrow, you know? And I, like, took a breath, kind of calmed myself down, but, like, I've really taken a position of, like, all right, dude, I didn't know how many people looked
1: towards me. You know what I mean? Like how influential I am, which is like. That's what I told you the first night. That's why we were talking the first night. I was like, man, people are going to need somebody to step in here and and do some shit. And like not to push you out in front of the car, but you're definitely a leader here, man. Yeah, dude, it's been like humbling.
0: It's been flattering. But like, I don't know, man, I went like I've been on the news all the time. We did this thing where we, uh, you know, there's a ton of furloughed restaurant employees, you know. And, um, we went and
1: 80,000 in St. Louis, 80,000. It's crazy. We have been able to keep all of our people
0: on all of our full-time people. And, um, and what we did is like, we just, we, so we were doing deliveries. We have, you know, we make a lot of donuts with a few people, you know, they're just highly skilled, highly trained. And, um, we shrunk our hours down to where we're open 7 days a week now where we used to be 6 days so we're open 7 days a week now 7:30 a.m. to 12:30 p.m. and um the uh it gives everybody 35 hours right at all of our stores we have another store called World's Fair Donuts that's like a classic donut shop it's been around since 19 40 I think we bought that at the end of last year And that place has kind of been decimated. You know what I mean? Like, that's around a bunch of hospitals and stuff. And usually we depend on the businesses that are there. But um, there's no workers at any of these businesses.
1: Yeah, and it's a whole ambiance thing, right? It's a whole come in, get some donuts, like... Kick it. Yeah, like, yeah, for sure. It's like nostalgia. The donuts are 91
0: cents. You know, it, it really is like we depend purely on volume there. And there's, like, for a while, man, like... Yeah, it's like, it's a little factory, dude. And so, I don't know, I've taken the position of like, so we helped set something up. There's something called the Gateway Resilience Fund, where you can apply, if anybody watches this, you can apply, you know, for a grant. If you're a furloughed employee or if you're a small business that's suffering, you can get money. And um, we set something up and there was a, it was just, you stay in your car, I'm um, at a table, you pull up. If you need food, you take it, you pay what you want. Right. In two and a half hours, I couldn't tell you how many people we served. We raised $12,000 Wow! in, in two and a half hours. Like, um, with some buddies of mine, you know, there's a place called high point drive in and, and, um, I don't know there, it was, it was, and people pulling up that waited in this line, you know, for like two hours didn't even take food. Some of them, they just threw money in the bucket. And I was just like, I love my city, you know, and um, people from just all walks of life. (laughs) And um, I don't know, it's been interesting. Like, so I've been like trying to put out positivity. I've been like, for the past few years, I've been like kind of behind the scenes in my marketing, you know? And um, I don't know. I was just like, you know i feel like i have something to offer and uh so i've just been like telling stories about me and resilience and things that i've learned and then just funny stuff too you know a lot of just funny weird
1: stories i mean i had to i was like i've, I've been busy these last two weeks and uh, i would find your thing and you'd be like and then there was this dog and it was vicious and it was coming <laughs> at me it was a beast and it was coming at me and yeah So it was it's great. It's entertaining. I had to like put myself on a diet of it. (laughs) Dude, like, and I I get
0: messages from people. This is the cool thing about it, right? I get messages from people and cards from people and um, emails. People dropping stuff off at the shop saying like, I can't tell you how much it means to laugh right now. Thank you. Like, they're like, man, I just got choked up. It, It was like. I didn't know how much I meant to people, you know, and, um, it's been really cool. And, and, uh, so like, but I'm not like, so I have been like, I wake up and I try to do this thing and I started doing something new. So I usually do this thing where I, 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 I wake up when my alarm first goes off, when my feet touch the floor, I go, yes. Right. (laughs) I I do that. And it kind of like jogs my, like, confidence or whatever because like i tell people this and they think that i'm lying right but like i wake up usually and i'm like you loser you're gonna fail you know what i mean and i've like i've taught myself or learned from other people like how to combat some of that stuff you know and um so i'm being like positive i don't know one of the stories that i talked about was and i'll tell the story real quick when i was a kid we were poor right and we ate potatoes for like at least two meals a day, right? So, we'd, lunch, you get potato with like some butter, you know what I mean? Dinner, you'd eat potatoes with we like, when, like I felt like ranch came out, you know what I mean? I'm sure it was around for a while, but like, we'd eat, you get some cheese and ranch for dinner on the potato, and the, um, and we'd probably eat chicken once a week. And then, um, but some one time it got real bad, and, um, we just had ramen, and my dad, framed it in a way that was like, I don't know. I didn't know how pivotal it would be in my life. but And I think about it now, and I'm like in a different light. But my dad was like, hey, guys, we're going to make this special ancient Chinese food for dinner. And it was ramen. He's like, and we're going to tell stories in the round. And when this stuff really started kicking off, I started doing this with my son. So like we would eat the Chinese food and my dad would say like, one time I was walking through the forest and I saw A, and then I would say, a big bear and he had blood all over him from and then my brother would be like eating a kid and the <laughs> kid's name was, And then my dad and it would just go on and on and I told and then like after that first night I was like can we do Chinese night every night you know and my dad was like we can't we we're probably gonna do Chinese night for a little bit but I was so hyped on it you know and like two things I think about now my dad shielded me mentally, from how bad things were then, right? He framed it in a way that I looked forward to eating this seven-cent dinner, you know what I'm saying, or whatever it was at the time. And I looked forward to it, and it was fun. And I think about it now, like, it taught me, I tell stories now, I'm pretty good at it, and the um, I'm creative, and I think that, that helped out. But I think about now, like, how my dad must have felt. You know, like, all I can give my kids is some ramen. But I'm going to try to give it to them in the best way I can.
1: I mean, it's the best seasoning you could have given it, right? It made that that way better than anything you could have added, salt or butter or anything.
0: Literally, dude, it was – I still – yeah, I eat ramen. I think about it all the time. Whatever. But, dude, so, I mean, I'll talk about some, like – Whatever. I don't know. You can ask me questions, but I'll tell you. Like, there's like a flip side to it too. Where I was talking to my friend the other day. Like, I've stayed positive, and I'll, but the main thing that that taught me, taught me is like how to stay positive for other people.
1: I mean, and- I've wondered this. I mean. I- you know, I'm in my house. I'm I'm bunkered in here like my work was shut down and I have a pregnant wife so I'm like I can't go out and get exposed and bring it home to her. So I feel like I'm sitting at home during this like time and I'm watching you go out and do stuff and I'm like, "Man, how does he just keep going?" Like this is a it's a frightening time. He's got kids at home, he's got workers he's trying to carry on his back. And I mean, like, I'm glad you're doing it, but I got to say, like, I don't know how you're doing it.
0: (laughs) Uh, There's like something, dude, in me that's kind of always been there, like, and maybe we've talked about it before, but I'm like, you won't be me. You won't stop me. And of course, I'm like, we're following everything the CDC says. I'm not just being flippant. You know what I mean? It's not like flying in the face of like concern, you know, but like, and I told all my employees, you know what I mean? If you do not want to work right now i get it people are freaked out if you want to go home like when this ends you're welcome back you know no one's gonna get fired for like feeling unsafe but like i don't know dude i have this thing where i'm like it served me well and then i think sometimes it cuts against me where i don't know i could be in a house that's burning down and i'm like you know like at least we're not out in the cold. You know what I mean? I'm like, try to find like positive and everything, you know? And like, sometimes I don't know how I'm doing. Honestly, people like something like my close friends, like, how are you doing, man? And I'm like, really? I don't, I don't even know. I'm just like going like, I, I do know. And it's a reality for this business that I built. And I'm like literally blood, sweat and tears. You know what I mean? And I'm like, if we were to shut down, I don't know if we could open back up. That's real. Right. And, um, so I'm like, I try to do everything I can one to serve my family first, the people that depend on me second and my community third, you know? So if by being open and it's crazy, dude, like I see it every single day now, cause we're doing like 50, 60, 70 deliveries a day, dude. And I have like people that are out of work right now working for me doing deliveries, you know, that have kids that they need to support and real bills. And, um, but like people from out of town will buy donuts and send people to send donuts to people that I assume probably don't have the expendable money right now to be buying our donuts. And when I show up at their house and I have a dozen donuts and a bag of coffee like I've gotten messages like, Hey man, I can't tell you what that little break meant. You know, that was everything. And thank you. And, um, I see it and I know what that's like. So I think that one, it's almost been like a community service and I don't want to say like, Oh, strange donuts. Is this like more than we are? You know what I mean? But, I think that and I think that people have told me, like, can't tell you what it means that I wake up when I see the ear open because there's a lot of places that aren't. It. And um, I don't know. It's like a little sense of normalcy that you can grab some donuts. And
1: so, yeah, I mean, like, I think every every person that is going out there and adding something into the economy is making themselves essential. I, I had a, like a fantastic conversation with a buddy of mine this, this afternoon because I was a little bit like, man, I really don't like state lockdowns. I, I like, I feels like you're saying, I don't know. It's, it's, I, it, it feels like an intrusion of government in with me. And, and this guy said, wait a second, look at it this way. The government just said only essential people be out there and mm-hmm. you get to choose if you're essential right now. You get to choose, do I have a skill that can fix problems that people have? And, like, I, I talked with an HVAC guy yesterday. Man, I, I I wanted to, like, reach out and give him a hug because he was like, you know what? We're not worried. We're still going out there. We're doing these things. We're getting stuff done. And no matter what happens, at the end of today and, and next week and next month, you got to have people that are willing to go out there, face some risk, and get things done. And uh man, that's it's huge. Whether you're delivering donuts or putting fiber optic cable in the ground or running cattle, it doesn't matter. Just make yourself essential. That's that's badass.
0: It's, well, I think that there's some things that I see, and I don't know, man, maybe, maybe this is an unpopular opinion. I would prefer and I think that it might be easier for some people. Like I got a a lot of the messaging is is not very clear, right? They're like, we're gonna have a complete shutdown. Now there's a lot of like uh, you know, uh, misunderstanding about what a shutdown means. And I'm like, you can still, and I was like, man, I'm like, just lock everything down, dude.
1: <laughs>
0: you know, I, I'd feel like it would be easier. Like keep the hospitals open and Hey, you got to stay at home. But like, I don't, if if there's, it's easy for me sometimes to feel like, you know, my industry is a fact or, but it's not, it's not Jason. It's not strange donuts. It's not the restaurant industry. It's not St. Louis. It's not the United States. It's, a compl- it's the whole world, dude. And so I'm like, I I feel like people are looking for leadership, you know, whether that's from a community leader or a government official. You know, I think that, I don't know, it's crazy right now, but I'll tell you, dude, like in knowing, like, not how I'm doing, like, I was thinking about something. There's, I don't know, I have people that work for me, dude, and more like myself, you know, I'm like, I feel like there could be more deaths from suicide and alcoholism and drugs, you know, than, than the virus itself. Like people losing their stuff, you know, and not feeling like there's a way out. And dude, I got to be out. Like I was like power washing my deck. I've definitely had more time because we're only open five hours a day. I'm running like crazy. You know what I mean? We're, I'm working probably 10 times as hard as I have been to make, you know, less money and and I'm okay with that. You know, there's a part of me that knows like we're going to come out of this and I'm going to choose to come out of this stronger. There's a story about Coca-Cola, you know, in the war when they were rationing sugar, (laughs) like it's an awesome story, but Coca-Cola, you know, became dominant because of this. Right. And like being scrappy in hard times. And some you guys can Google on that stuff, but like, dude, I was power washing my deck the other day and I'll have like thoughts of suicide sometimes, right? Like just in my normal everyday walking around life, you know? And I don't know if that's like specific to me, dude.
1: No, I mean we- I, I, I have it. If things are even when things are good, you know, you yeah. like and then you like see something that might go wrong and you're like, I don't know, maybe I just kill myself and then you're like, No, wait a second. No, I wouldn't. Like that I'm not no yeah. i'm wait but like if i'm being totally honest a hundred percent you i've had those those like inclinations fleeting thought or right yeah. usually dude
0: and so like i was they're usually fleeting thoughts for me usually like a negative way of thinking is like kind of my baseline you know and i fight against that and then when i'm like depressed i do a few things right I talk to myself, I talk to like that, like depression voice, almost like it's another person. I'm like, you know what, bring it. You can't stop me when it gets, and I talk to it and I'm like, Hey, thanks for sharing dude, you know, but we're going to keep on moving when it gets real bad. And it like consumes me. I say to myself, like, you've been here before. It's been worse than this. And you're standing here you can do it. Keep going. And I try to like, if I can't shake it, I pour myself into service, you know, like, Hey, how can I go help someone else right now? Or I call people that I know have been having a hard time and I check in on them. And it like gives me like a little bit of a break where I'm not thinking about myself and like spinning. But the other day, dude, like I couldn't shake it. And it was like, it felt like I was kind of out of nowhere. Like I have a a nice house. And before all this happened, we were going to sell the house and like buy a smaller place, not my extended family's not living here anymore. They're in Spain and they're in Miami and, um, so this is my wife and kids here. So we don't need all the space that we have. So I was like getting ready to sell my house, just doing stuff around the house. I was power washing the deck and dude, like I couldn't for probably two solid hours while I was like power washing the deck. I was, it was like, I couldn't shake thinking about killing myself. And the first thought is like, you know, don't tell anybody, you know,
1: or you're. Yeah, that voice wants you alone. It doesn't want you to talk to anybody else. Keep you away from all those all those people that might try and talk you out of the thing. Dude, or like, like people will think you're
0: weak, which is fucking stupid. People think you're weak. If you say you're scared, you know, people will. Abandon you. This is just how I think, you know, or like they'll think something's wrong with you or your business and they won't come. And so it like, it totally like is like tries to isolate me. And so I was just like, all right, man, finish up. And I felt like I had a panic attack a couple days before that. Just kind of like when I was really trying to figure out like, where do we cut hours? You know, can we keep everybody on? How do we change our business model? And it got real overwhelming. Like I couldn't almost even see straight. And I, uh, I went for a walk. <clears throat> I wrestled with my kids, and it snapped me out of it. But the other day, I couldn't shake it. And um, I don't know. I called one of my friends, and I was just like, I forced myself to like it the first opportunity to say like, I just told him, I'm like, hey man, I'm thinking I had thought of killing myself, and I couldn't shake it. It's and I I can't get it out of my head, and um. I don't know. I thought about it, like, cause I had a brother who killed himself. I don't know if you knew that or not. No, but, like, I didn't know that. Yeah, I had a brother who killed himself nine years ago and it wrecked me, dude. I, I still miss him. My name's Jason. His name was Mason. Right. And like awesome kid. And I know like, I'm not in his head, you know, but I've, I've been on that like precipice, right. Where like when you feel backed in a corner or you feel down and i and you when you feel bad it feels like you always felt bad you know when you feel depressed it feels like you'll always feel
1: depressed and when you're lonely you think you're never going to see somebody again (laughs) nobody will ever you know be able to make a connection with you again and and it's the fear of it going on forever that's what i've always thought it's it's not the moment it's the fear that that moment will last forever
0: boom and people, and I've, th- I've said this out loud, like people want to kill the moment, you know, they don't want to kill themselves. They want to kill that moment that they feel like will never end. And so like, man, I was like, but it, I don't know, the other day it was like, it felt like a foregone conclusion, you know, like, man, I worked so hard for all this stuff and it could leave. And if it leaves, I'm a failure, you know? And so. I'm not a person that's like afraid of success. I'm afraid of failing at a more public level, you know? And I feel like, man, all these people depend on me. And all these people think I'm this cool, funny guy. And all these people think I'm happy-go-lucky. And if I can't be, you should just end it, dude. And I called a friend, talked to him for a while. Somebody else happened to call and check in on me. this business owner who like, I'm not going to say who he is because he could share it, but like pretty high profile dude does a bunch of stuff in St. Louis in a different industry. And he was like, man, I'm so glad you said that dude, because I've been thinking the same thing. And I know that it's like completely illogical, but you know, some of that stuff feels like a foregone conclusion. And it was almost like I was strong then, you know, like, oh, I'm strong for talking about this. I'm strong for being willing to talk about the way I feel and think.
1: It's and, pulling yourself away from that voice, right? That voice that wants to be like, no, no, I, you and me, we know each other and we don't need uh, anybody else. That's uh, good. Yeah, I do. Th- I read this thing every day.
0: It's, uh, it's, um, it's on Hazleton, like the Betty Ford clinic, right? They have all these readings every day and there's this stuff that's like a daily reading for men. And I read that every day. So I try to wake up and put some positivity in my head. And if like throughout the day that I'll go back and read that stuff. Um, but then like, usually, I don't know if people realize this dude, like I, I tweeted some stuff the other day, like, you know, you're not alone, you're loved and cared for. Um, I can't remember what else I said, but I was like, keep going. And most of the time, those things get really good responses. You know what I mean? But I'm not writing that really for anybody else. I'm writing it for me. You know, like, I'm putting it out there like, I need this right now. It's like affirmation for me, like, because sometimes, I don't know, I do something in business right now, and I've done it for a while, where I'm like, okay, what would ceo jason say so i like ask ceo jason in my head like what do you think we should do you know and ceo jason will say like i think we should hammer delivery i think that you know you should establish you know like some funny content so that people can have a little bit of relief and if it completely shuts down um you know maybe you can make people laugh for money you know and feed your family and so that's what I do when I'm, like, really caught up. But, like, uh, I do the same. Like, sometimes I have to think, like, okay, dude, what would, you say, what would you say to other people? You know, if somebody screwed something up right now, like, would you tell them to kill themselves? Like, no, nah, you'd probably tell them you love them, dude. you probably hug them. you probably see, like, all the beautiful things in their life, you know. But sometimes we just can't do that for ourselves. And it's crazy to me, dude, sometimes that, like, a stranger a complete stranger can love me more than i can love myself you know so it's, i mean i know right now dude if i called you in the middle of the night right and we're friends right like yeah. i love you a lot i look up to you a lot i i think that like you know there's a lot of stuff in your life that i try to emulate dude like you would never tell me to hurt myself you no. know what I mean? no, you man. would you would like lift me up but for some reason, dude, sometimes I'm like, you got to go with this alone. When it is fucking insane, dude. When everyone in the world right now is going through this. That's right. To, to think that I would be the only one that thinks and feels this way. Right. It's irrational times. Right. So like why do I chastise myself for thinking and feeling and maybe even acting irrationally, you know? So I don't know. That's what I try to do is like, I went to the grocery store the other day, dude, and there was only three packages of beef left. And I was like, I should grab all three packages of beef. And then like, there's a dude standing behind me waiting to see if there was going to be beef left after I moved. So I grabbed two packages of beef. (laughs) I left one for this guy. And then this girl was like, hey, where did you find that beef? And I was like, right over there. Like, get out of here, right? And then I was like, come on, dude. I was like, would you like one of my packages of beef? My initial reaction is usually like fueled by fear, you know? And uh,
1: I've been run by fear in a way that I have never been uh, before. And it's because I'm going to be a dad. And uh, in the past, I mean... I wasn't reckless, but I lived right there on the edge on a lot of mm-hmm. stuff and, and went on a lot of adventures and went to places I probably shouldn't have been. I was all over in Africa and Latin America. like, But now it's a whole different thing. And, and I feel the sense of uh, selfishness come out. Mm -hmm. And, uh, I don't know what's good selfishness, the thing that keeps the tribe alive and what's the bad stuff. But I can tell you that like, you know, I, I sit here and I, I know several times throughout this whole thing, I've had to be like, no, you should go tell people what you think is actually going on so that that way they can respond and react. And, and they may think you're goofy. They may think you're like hyperbolic, but if you don't tell them and you're right then what did you just do? Like, come yeah. on, get your head out. That's what the, I mean, my wife and I, when we figured out about the masks, we were like, the, uh, you know, if, if everything goes wrong and we need these masks, we need all 80 of these, then I don't want to have lived in a world where we kept them all to ourselves. Like that's, mm. it's like the, uh, anyway, I don't even know where I'm going other than to say we're living in these times where you have, you're confronted with these questions and you're like, Hey, I I need to think about this in a different way because we're playing in a different game than we were before. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you're gonna be the best dad, dude. <laughs> I don't know. I I mean I, the the concern, I, I and I think that this goes along with what you were saying about all these people that are running businesses that are thinking, I built all this and it could all be taken away, and could I ever do it again? And in the back of your mind, you have to be wondering, did I get here last time because I was lucky? Mm. But you're not right. Nobody right. gets somewhere and stays there because they were lucky. They've they worked. They got things done. And that is whatever the new world is. And there will be a new world after this coronavirus. It will be who can go solve problems that other people have. Mm-hmm. That's that's what matters. And if you could do it before in old world, you can do it in the new world. And even if you couldn't do it in the old world, you may be able to do it in the new world. Yeah. No, it takes all
0: types, dude. And I thought like, that's the, that's the thing. It's like, you know, what's crazy, dude. It was a choice before this to be a positive or negative person to divide yourself, you know, because your race or political affiliation or you know what I mean? You could, that shit was around before Corona, dude. You know what I mean? So I was like, I'm like, okay, so there's this now, so I can still make a choice, you know what I mean? To be like positive and serving and whatever. But like, the crazy thing is, um, the stuff that you said, you know, I, coming out of you're, you said coming out of this, you know, it's going to be who, who, people who can solve problems who are going to like win. But like, I'm paraphrasing what you just said. But man, that's been how it is for thousands of years, right? All of humanity, right? Forever, dude. So I think like I'm looking back. I, I was talking to a doctor. Who was across the street from me. And he was talking about, and he was like this real stoic man. Right. And he was like, in times like this, I go back and I look at a hundred, 200, a thousand years ago, what people did in times of crisis and how they handled it. Cause the blueprint hasn't changed. You know, I'm trying to do what Coca-Cola did. (laughs) You know what I mean? A hundred years ago where they like served This is what they, you know, so they had sugar and metal rationed and they converted all of their manufacturing to make sure they could send coke to, to, uh, soldiers. Soldiers, Yeah, that's right. And so the, and they had made this campaign called a taste of home. Right. And I think it was Eisenhower. I can't remember who the president was, dude, but he said, uh, he liked it so much. He said, you know what, dude, not only are you going to make coke for the soldiers who need it, you're going to make Coke for all of Americans that need it. And so we're going to make sure that you have all the sugar you need, all the metal you need. And out of that, like the soda machine was made, you know what I mean? And it catapulted Coca-Cola who was this scrappy company at the time who had a leader that was willing to think out of the box. You know what I mean? Cause like, this is what I think too. This is what I really get afraid of, dude. Like there were soda companies at that time that clammed up you know, that like out of fear froze and fear either motivates you or makes you freeze, you know? And, um, I think that when you, if I freeze, forget about it, dude. So I just try to every day, I'm like, okay, what can I do today to provide for the people who depend on me? I close my eyes. Cause I'm like, I, I literally, I like do this, you know, I'm like, <laughs> It's like a meditation, you know, what can I do today to keep it moving basically. And I do those things and, um, I'm trying to figure out a way right now to give donuts away for free to people who don't, who can't afford them right now. (laughs) And I think that like, uh, you know, as much as I can afford to do it, I'm going to do it, and we have a plan for it. So, like, I don't know, there's a guy who's worked at World's Fair Donuts for a long time named Roger. I should, I'm should. i not going to talk about that. It's pretty personal. But I'm doing everything I can to make sure the people that depend on me are provided for. I'll I mean,
1: that. and and when all this gets done, I mean, even after it's done, even before it's done, the weight that you can pick up and carry... Is exactly how strong you are, right? And that there's nothing you. You're a big power lifter, right? Like there's nothing feels better. It's hard in the moment, but nothing feels better than having lifted a heavy weight. And that's what all of this is, right? And if you can pick that up and carry, like, hey, I'm going to keep my employees going. I'm going to lead and and allow them to figure out ways to contribute and in and, and encourage them. Like, then you just picked up a huge weight and you get to let it drop and hit the ground and go raw, you know? Yeah, dude. And the capacity starts to feel normal, right? That's right. You do that again tomorrow, no problem. Then you stack more on. Period. And that's it. So imagine, like, if I'm doing everything, this is what I tell
0: myself, dude, and this is a little bit of encouragement. If I can do all this right now, what can you do in peacetime? You know, like, when this is over or
1: different or new whatever like no excuses dude you know and so and and like uh the thing that kicked me into doing this podcast my my buddy Lyle Benjamin sent me a text after we were kind of going back and forth I'm sure I was kind of complaining about something and he just wrote memento mori like remember you will die and that's true you will die that but it doesn't have to be today and you can decide like what am I gonna do to maximize? Just just to go do something to make something better. That's and then I was like, well, I have all these questions about the coronavirus. My favorite thing in the world to do is to ask people questions. I'll go do that. That's what I can do. You're figuring out how to deliver donuts. And if donuts gets blown up, you'll you'll do something else, man. <laughs> yeah. And it'll be a hell of a story too. Like we, all of us have certainly. You've looked at World War II and been like, I don't really want to be in World War II, but it has been nice to be the greatest generation. Now we get that chance, right? In this chaos, there's there's opportunity.
0: I, th- dude, I've been. T- I was, When people start complaining to me, I'm like, there's opportunity everywhere, dude. You know, I'm like, man, there's. I try to, and I, I'm not saying it to bullshit or rubbing it in their face. I'm, like, really, like, dude, there is so much opportunity right now to serve, you know, and, like you said, to solve people's problems or bring people hope or happiness. Like, man, it is everywhere, and people are starving for it, you know? People are starving for comfort and services right now.
1: And things are only going to get harder, like – I, I want to be real honest about that because I, mm-hmm. I don't think people are fully prepared for what's coming, but you're not in a better position by not thinking about it. Cause I, mm-hmm. I don't know. Like I, did you see what went on? what's going on in Ecuador right now, mm-hmm. man, it's bad. It's bad. Their government right. didn't step in in time and they are body bags that are just stacked up outside the hospital because they can't, they can't get rid of them. Like the, the um, they're everywhere. It's, it's bad and you see that where it's going on in a place like Ecuador it could go on in Peru and Brazil it could go on in Central America in any case we also have that potential here or we have the potential for all sorts of other things we could have unrest because people are hungry and we don't have systems set up for them you could have you could have all kinds of things so it's good for us to not say like oh la 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 things are getting better it's you know but it's good to say Look at what's coming and figure out what people need and solve that problem. And now you are an essential worker and you may Mm -hmm. be an essential worker while watching your kids at home, sheltering in place. It's not to say you got to be out digging trenches, right? But for real shit is going to hit the fan. There's no way around it now. Like it may not hit that fast, but it's going to, So being ready to figure out how am I going to solve a problem? How am I going to keep my eyes open to be looking for a problem that, that other people have that I can solve? Yeah. I don't know. Maybe
0: I'm like, you know, I say that I'm like, I, I I, I, like train myself to find the positive and stuff. And I'm like, I think that we'll, maybe it's not going to be tomorrow. You know what I mean? But the cure, a vaccine, uh, treatments. And I, I,
1: I just, I don't know. Maybe I got my head in the sand, right? But, like... I think about this, man. What if we all have to get... What if it is a baptism and we all have to go through? 100% of us have to go through and get it. What if that's the case? I'm not saying... I'm not advocating for it. I'm not saying people should go to coronavirus parties. I'm just saying, what if that's the end of it? The the path... The only way through is... is The only way around this problem is through. And if that's the case... Then we will all come out on the other side. Not all of us, but whoever makes it through, then went through this metanoia experience and changed as a result of it. You can't tell if you went through coronavirus right now, on any level, a small cold to being on a ventilator. You are going to remember this for the rest of your life. It's going to change something about you.
0: Mm-hmm. No, for sure. I There is like there is events where it's there is before this and after this. You know, and this is definitely one of those things, dude is there's before this and after this so who knows what it looks like dude but i think you know what's crazy is like what this does to kids you know what i mean psyche and stuff i've been paying real close attention to like
1: <clears throat> dude you me. gotta cough man no i have allergies real bad dude, my, Okay. <laughs> the, uh, i knew i've been trying to not cough
0: dude <clears throat> but i've smoked a cigar i've been doing that too
1: you should knock that shit off they say that smoking makes coronavirus like way way higher potential i know dude i'm not inhaling i'm smoking a cigar plus five percent comorbidity whenever i see somebody doing something dumb i just you know plus five right there i
0: know dude but i'm telling you it's i feel like you know having a cigar at night is uh is better than you know i'm like you should, I got an alcohol problem. You know what I mean? <laughs> better than drinking, better than doing drugs, dude. I'll take the cigar and I'll take the Oreos, dude. All like,
1: right, I'll leave you alone. Yeah, <laughs> I, I, you do what you need to do. You, yeah. keep, keep your ass in the game. That's all I'm saying. Yeah,
0: But dude, the, uh I don't know, man. I think that uh I pray for people. I pray for our country. I pray for the world, dude. And the, um I don't know. So there's a part of this, dude, that's like, you know it's like, it's cool how much how many lines this knocks down. You know, where when when you don't have something to worry about, it's it's us and them, us versus them. You know what I mean? Whoever your us versus them is, but it's like right. You know, I mean, you remember, dude, the couple of days after nine eleven, dude, where it was like, we are. We are us. You know what I mean? Yeah, there there was an us and there was a
1: them. And and we were going to make sure that they heard us. That's right. And here, we don't really have that. It's us versus the virus. And the us is way bigger. It's humanity.
0: Yeah. And I've seen like way less stuff online that's like uh, this drawing lines, you know, between people. And I think that that, I don't know, I choose to look at that. You know, I choose to look at like the positivity of it and communities coming together to help each other. So, I'm not a doctor. I make donuts. You know what I mean. I'm I'm not an epidemiologist. I'm a furniture salesman. You know what I mean. I'm like, I'm I'm just some dude. So my opinion doesn't mean anything, dude. But I think that uh, I don't know. I choose to stay positive, and when I can't be positive, I choose to share it. So.
1: I really appreciate it, man. We were talking on the phone and you were telling me this and saying, hey, I want to tell people about this because I can't be the only one. And I was like, well, hey, man, let's do a podcast. And I, I figured you'd tell me to F off like you didn't want to talk about it on the podcast. But you said yes. So I, I really appreciate it. I know I know you're running long days and you're getting a lot done and you're taking care of your family. So if people wanted to order Strange Donuts or, or watch you on your Instagram, how can they do that, man?
0: It's strange donuts dot com shop and there's all
1: these options we ask that you
0: live within 15 miles of any of our stores and we'll bring you whatever we have available right
1: um and if somebody wanted to help you get donuts out to people that uh, can't afford them
0: i'm working on that right now it'll be the same option so like one of my friends he owns this restaurant called grace meat and three and there's a bunch of people and it's some of the best food if you live within an hour drive to grace meat and three my one of my my best uh, Rick Lewis owns this place and him and his wife, Alyssa. And it's an awesome story about what they did too. You know, they were about to close and like lay off a bunch of people and they were like, screw that. We're going to figure it out. And they did. And, um, but people are ordering um, meals ahead of time. And then they're ordering another meal saying, give this to somebody who needs it. And my friend Rick has all these free meals and his big problem is how do I, you know, there's all these people who are too proud to say, I need some food, you know? So what I think that I'm going to do is I'm going to say, I'm just going to make a video and say, Hey, if you can afford to support us, please continue to, it's keeping my, my, our staff going. If you can't. And I think that the number that I can handle personally, because I don't want anybody else to see these people. I don't want anybody else to feel like, they're on display or it's a charity thing. You know what I mean? I want to pull up and I want to give these people stuff and I'm going to give them meals and I'm going to give them food and coffee and donuts. I'm going to give them meals, coffee and donuts. And I have like a coloring book that I put together, um, that I did some illustrations for to give them some stuff for their kids. And I think that I can handle 30, um, a day right now and I'll deliver that personally. Cause like, I don't know if it's the people that can't afford to buy my product. I was, I was them, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Before your hot
1: dog stand, man, <laughs> I was
0: a little dirthead kid that, you know, whatever.
1: So I'm going to finish with one last question. And this yeah. is a question I try and ask everybody. What does the world look like in two weeks? It, today is April 3rd, 2020. It's Friday night. What, what does the world look like in two weeks?
0: Man, I, you know what's crazy, dude, is it's like uh, I would have not told you. I would have been like a couple weeks ago. I wasn't taking this maybe a month ago. I was. There's, there's a Cardinals-Cubs game in London, right? There's a Cardinals-Cubs game in London I plan to go to. And um, my wife said, this is like – the end of December, beginning of January, she's like, I don't think we should go to that because of corona. And of I was like, whatever, dude, this is carved Cubs in London. You know, I was born in England and the, uh, I stuff dual citizenship. I'm like, we are going to the motherland to watch God's baseball team destroy the Cubs. Right. <laughs> and the, uh, but then I was like talking to my friend who I was going to go with. I was like, but maybe, you know, I was like, this sounds stupid, but maybe she's not so crazy, but there was still a flicker of doubt in my head that this is like a fluke, right? I think two weeks from now, anybody that had any doubts is probably going to say like, I was wrong, you know, I, but it's changing so fast, you know, like the, the doctor across the street from me said that they, they've tested 4,300 people. They have a thousand confirmed cases. He works at BJC and, uh, and he was like, he said, I feel that I have a little bit of an understanding to what the villagers felt when Genghis Khan was approaching. Holy God is what he said. And he's a smart, this is the stoic guy that I was talking about. And I was like, so right now you have tons of capacity And you're just bracing and he's like, yeah, I was up late last night. We're changed over all of our, um, underutilized spaces into ICUs. (laughs) Right. So there's a part of me that still thinks, you know what I mean? And this is maybe like my positivity, like that capacity will, won't be met. Right. And like, you will have planned well for it and we've shielded ourselves who knows dude i hope that's the case and um I do feel like, I don't know, that's what I think, but I'm just a donut
1: maker, you know? Hey, I mean, that's as good a, good of a uh, guess as anybody's. I mean, I've, I've heard it all over the, all over the board. So it's interesting to see what people will think and we'll, we'll revisit it someday. And this will be going to a time capsule. So man, Hey, thank you so much for sitting down and doing this. And, uh, yeah, man, I, uh, I, I love watching what you're doing. Just keep going, man. Just keep just keep going dude at strange donuts
0: on twitter instagram facebook i didn't answer that question before
1: there you go all right man we'll talk later (laughs) bye